1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
0: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine
2: This is a lot of ugliness. Russia, Ukraine, we have an expert coming on about that, but it's not going to be the main part of the show, and it's not the ugliness I'm talking about. We're going to talk about lives that cost lives, not Vladimir Putin's lives. All that's coming up on I'm Right. All right, it's time for some COVID communism. I'm never going to sit here and defend Vladimir Putin. Just not. Vladimir Putin's a scumbag. Just is what it is. But I am going to sit here and talk to you, frankly, about America, what you think about America, what you think about America's involvement overseas, what you think about our leadership. Because if you were to bring up something like Vladimir Putin to most people, they would say things off the top of their head. They would say, he's a murderer. He is. Dirtball. Yep. Tyrant, no question. Corrupted, all these things, yep. They'd probably even say he'd kill his own people. He would. They would tell you he would imprison his political opponents. And all that's true. Total dirtball. Okay, That's, that's fair. But let's have a frank conversation. A very frank, very tough conversation right now about us. About what we are about who we are and this is not going to be uh well what about talk here this is going to be a very frank talk because i watched yesterday as president joe biden jen saki everyone else they they were talking about how you're gonna to have to pay higher prices and higher gas prices and what was the justification for it every single time it was well the defending freedom our shared values Shared values that is interesting i mean don't get me wrong a, a nation should have shared values there's no question that's actually the only reason to have a nation that's why i've argued for national divorce because we don't have shared values we shouldn't be a nation but i'm not going to get sidetracked here but shared values hmm, that, is, that is interesting i remember jen saki saying this about the cdc the center for disease control
0: Is there a point where the CDC's guidance is out of step with a vast majority of what states across the country are doing, and how do you all reconcile that?
3: Well, what I can tell you is the
4: CDC guidance follows data and science, Um, and data and science moves at the speed of data and science. They're going to base any recommendations they make on science.
2: It's all science and data. I mean, there's facts. There's numbers. It's science. It's just a big sciencey, sciencey science fest, isn't it? Except the New York Times, to their credit, can't believe I'm saying that, they broke a story about the CDC withholding data. Oh gosh, why? What's the science? What's that? Why? Out of fear that it would be misrepresented as COVID vaccines being ineffective? And we're also learning they've withheld critical data based on boosters hospitalizations age race body type so i just want to make sure you understand we have shared values and we're defending freedom in ukraine but the center for disease control right here in america they have data science they have it they've been collecting the information and they're not giving it to you why they're worried and again I just want to make sure I get this right they're worried it would be misinterpreted as the vaccines being ineffective now how am I supposed to take that how am I supposed to take that as the vaccines aren't near as effective as they say they are and they don't want us to know because they want to force us to take the vaccine I've never told you not to take the vaccine I haven't taken it. You do what you want. I haven't gone on some rampant anti-vaccine rampage. All I've ever said is do not give it to your kids. I've talked to enough healthcare professionals to say do not give that to your kids. But that aside, what what are you trying to do, CDC? Doesn't seem like you're interested in data and science. It seems like you're trying to manipulate us. And what let's just go down this rabbit hole because again i want you to remember we we have to we have to pay higher gas prices for defending freedom and our shared values and things like that i just want to make sure we walk through this what kind of country we have okay so the cdc they have all this information on the vaccine they're not releasing it so it must be really bad we let's, let's be adults about it they're not releasing the data because it makes the vaccine look bad we all know what it is okay so the cdc is trying to force us to take a vaccine that's That's interesting that's interesting because this is the same government these are the same institutions that declared they 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 said monoclonal antibody treatments that were saving lives in florida by the way they said the drugs are unlikely to work and remember the fda pulled their emergency use authorization for things like regeneron and i need to pause here for just a moment because we're telling a story here we're telling a story here um, the federal government is hiding information about the efficacy of the vaccine okay that's one thing we have Regeneron monoclonal antibodies let's just call it that I this is not an opinion I know several healthcare workers personally hospital administrators doctors nurses they were saving lives multiple lives using things like Regeneron monoclonal antibodies they were saving lives with them that personal stories them to me not secondhand jesse i saved person x's life using this i've said and then the fda comes out and they're pulling the approval for something that's saving lives this is at the same time the cdc is hiding information about the efficacy of the vaccine hmm. that's interesting and all this is coming in the middle of another booster shot push
5: I'd- the potential future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J is being very carefully monitored in real time, and recommendations, if needed, will be updated according to the data as it evolves.
2: Hmm, booster shots. Have you gotten your booster shot yet? Go do what you want, just like the vaccine, do what you want, but do keep in mind, I know these stories get buried by the mainstream press, but we have a 33 year old dying 48 hours after getting the shot back in November. We have a New York Times editor that had a heart attack and died the day after getting his booster shot. We have a cardiologist that died suddenly in his sleep after getting his booster shot. We all remember about that young mother in Oregon died right after getting her. On and on and on and on the list goes. Again, I can't sit and speak to how common these things are. I don't know. I don't have the data. The CDC does, and they won't release it to us. All I know is I have headline after headline after headline. I know they don't get much mainstream press that show we might be dealing with something dangerous here. Okay, so hold on. The CDC also has information on who is actually in danger from coronavirus. So they have that. They won't let us see it. They also have the information on the efficacy of the vaccines, and they won't let us see it. Do we have a bunch of people who are not at risk for coronavirus taking the vaccine because they're not being given the data? What does that mean? What, what does that mean? Where am I going with this? Hang on, just give me one more minute. You remember what got Joe Rogan in so much trouble initially, right? It actually wasn't interviewing all those doctors like Dr. Robert Malone. What got Joe Rogan in so much trouble initially was, he puts out a little video, you're looking at it there, I think he put it up on Instagram or something like that, saying, hey man, I got uh, I got coronavirus, I was sick, and so I took a bunch of things, and he mentioned Ivermectin in there. Took Ivermectin, took a bunch of other stuff, I think he said Z-Pak, couple other things. And he said 24 hours later, he was good to go. Okay, well, that's good, right? I, I'm just looking at it as a human being. I'm not even a good human being, never claimed to be so, but isn't that a good thing? He got really sick with this disease we've all been told is going to kill everyone on the planet. He took some stuff and he got better. All right, well, tweet, what did he take? Should, should we give this out? Or what are we doing? That's awesome, right? Okay, it would be, except this is how our country responded to it.
3: It blows my mind that Joe Rogan just yesterday
1: admitted to taking ivermectin.
5: Ivermectin is something more often used to deworm
1: horses. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock. Rogan said the word ivermectin, yes, that's the deworming medicine made to kill parasites and farm animals. So things are
0: clearly bad. But they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste
2: does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer they 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 shouldn't have said that why did they do that i don't know horse dewormer there were very few cases in the united states of america of people taking the horse dewormer version of ivermectin remember ivermectin is very much a human medication i'm not an expert on it i'm not even not even claiming it, it cures coronavirus i don't know i'm not a doctor but i know a bunch of people who have taken it and gotten better and it is something that has been used on human beings for a long time it's not only that it's very safe for human beings i do know that side effects almost non-existent so what happened there a man gets up and says, "I use this to cure coronavirus," and the media got mad about it, got mad at him about it, and tried to scold and shame you into not using the same thing. That is interesting. And then we found out later from a Japanese study, a Japanese study, that ivermectin is in fact effective against COVID. Take. Take from that what you will. I wasn't doing the study, but Japan is not exactly known for using backwater medications. Japan's pretty switched on nation. But it wasn't just ivermectin either. Remember very early on, maybe you forgot this, and this is all going to tie back to all this Putin-Ukraine nonsense. Just hang with me. Remember very early on, coronavirus gets here, people are freaking out, 15 days to slow the spread, which was always idiotic, but we set that aside. And then there started to be some doctors come out and say, hey, hydroxychloroquine, I'm using it on people and it's working. And again, full disclosure, I'm an idiot. I went to community college. I don't know anything about hydroxychloroquine. I don't know how it's made. I I don't know what it does. I don't know anything. I know there were a bunch of guys with fancy medical degrees saying, me, Dr. So-and-so, I'm treating COVID patients with hydroxychloroquine and it's working. Donald Trump comes out and says it. Okay, well, again, shouldn't this good, freedom-loving, shared-values country cheer something like that? Deadly disease? Maybe we have a cure? Hmm, Here's how they treated it.
1: The largest study to date of its kind shows that hydroxychloroquine does more bad than good for coronavirus patients. The study of 96,000
2: hospitalized coronavirus patients on six continents found that those who received that drug promoted by Donald Trump as a, quote, game changer in the fight against the virus had a significantly higher risk of death. Taking um, hydroxychloroquine despite mounting evidence that it doesn't work against COVID-19,
1: and could in fact be harmful.
5: Another crazy rabbit trail that he's taking Americans down. Susan Del oh, It's not just,
1: not just, just
2: dangerous,
5: as uh, the study this morning shows I, are, are crazy. It, it's a dangerous rabbit trail. It's
2: dangerous. Don't take that, it's dangerous. I haven't mean, even brought up masks. Oh, this is all gonna tie back, hang on. Remember, They love masking kids. Hmm. Oh, what what would it matter, Jesse? Oh, I don't know. Mental health emergency room visits for kids aged 12 to 13 are up 31% since the pandemic started. And maybe the most heartbreaking stat of the entire pandemic is suicides for teenage girls up 50%. 50. Devastating imagine one of those parents undoubtedly somebody watching right now devastating let's not act like there weren't casualties for these lies okay so the white house knows all these what's their official position on the masking and such well here it is
1: if we're talking about kids
2: in school and they
1: don't have and look i've tried to get i have little kids i've tried to get high quality masks for them it's tough they come. they don't fit they fit one they don't fit the other Does it make sense to reconsider it while you don't have those high quality masks available for younger kids or or why not?
3: I think what CDC has said is is that you should be wearing a mask that's the best mask possible. So we know cloth masks are better than no masks. Surgical masks are better than cloth masks. So whatever mask is available and fits well for kids should be used according to CDC guidance.
2: We know that causes child suicides. We also know now there's been study after study the masks don't do anything. So where am I going with all this here? Well, I'm supposed to just be happy with higher gas prices so we can slap some sanctions on Vladimir Putin because he's what? A tyrant? A tyrant who jails his own political opponents? <coughs> January 6th. I'm supposed to be angry with Vladimir Putin because he abuses his own citizens? I don't know, like the children of his population causing them to commit suicide? I'm supposed to be angry with Vladimir Putin for the monster that he is, and he is, there's no question about it, but I would say withholding life-saving medication for millions of Americans While moms and dads lay in hospital beds and drown in their lung fluid, I would say that's as evil as anything any tyrant on the planet is doing. Again, back to shared values. I think we can go ahead and lay that down. Let's not pretend, Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, any of you, let's not pretend like we have shared values. You despise me and my values, and I feel the exact same way about you. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. All right, what happened to those brave Ottawa truckers? Are they all gone? Did they all get shipped off to the gulags? We're actually going to get you an update on that in just a second. But first, one of the worst experiences I've had in my life, a brief experience, but one of the worst experiences I've had in my life was Marine Corps infantry training and we had to start going house to house. They were trying to teach us how to shoot in houses. And this is just, we were just practice, okay? We we're just training, just practice. It wasn't real. And I, spur of the moment, we were getting yelled at, we we're in a rush. I forgot my hearing protection. And we're going down this hall in the house and pop, pop, take a couple shots. And right about then, I realized I didn't have my hearing protection in. Because it felt, well, pardon the pun, it felt like a gun went off in my head. My ears, I couldn't hear for hours. It was brutal. To this day, I have some hearing loss. Uh, Get yourself a suppressor for your weapon. Get yourself a suppressor for your weapon, for yourself, for the people you're shooting around. This is not just for practice. What if, God forbid, what if you actually have to use it one day? You know, charging down that hall of your home, cooking off that AR-15, You're going to feel it. You need those ears. And that's why I'm proud to speak for the silencer shop. They have an incredible selection. They have suppressors on there for as low as $365. Go to the silencershop.com. If you're worried about, oh, I don't know what permits I don't, they've got it all taken care of for you. Silencershop.com, all right? We'll be back.
0: How many guns need to be seized?
1: How much vitriol do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for "Hail Hitler"? Do we need to see by these
2: protesters on social media? Hail Hitler? I don't think that's what it means. Joining me now, maybe he can translate that for us, is Robert Krejcik. He's a Breitbart news reporter reporting from Ottawa where he lives, which has been the scene of uh, quite a lot going on in the past week or two. Robert, first of all, I'm glad you are safe and sound. Can you give us a current status on the ground? Are all the truckers gone? Is the town under martial law? Well, all we know is what we see online. We don't know the truth. What's the truth of what's going on right now?
4: Well, hey, Jesse, it's great to be with you. Can I make a quick remark, actually, on that uh, segment? A little clip? So if Yara Sachs is going to play her Jew card, so will I, because I'm also Jewish. And I find it pretty disgusting when leftists try to exploit their ethnicities in pursuit of fake victimhood, which in their world sort of adds some social commodity or value. It's grotesque. It's fake and update she actually doubled down on that last night on twitter and put out some nonsense uh tweet from someone else suggesting that somehow she was actually correct the whole time that hong kong really is some sort of secret messaging for hail hitler but uh, to it, your question about what's actually happening yeah like really no, quickly, no, hold on I mean, actually the,
2: pause, oh, pause real quick robert pause because i'm glad you brought this up this is a great point and my, my radio producer is actually Jewish and he brings this up all the time my old campaign manager it drives him up the wall when he watches people exploit you know, things like the Holocaust it's every, every Jewish person I've ever known has a relative of some kind or had you know, one degree separated from someone who went through living hell and they watch these leftists bring up Hitler and the Holocaust all the time and it disgusts them why would a person even consider doing such a thing In their world, it offers political
4: advantage. Uh, You've discussed this many times, that there's this artificial synthetic hierarchy of victimization and it's ever shifting depending on who is to be placed here or there, who's more victimized, this race, that race, this sex, that sex, this religion, that nationality. So that's what she's engaging in. She lives in that world and she's conditioned to do it. And that's why she did
2: it and continues to. Gosh, that's the testable. All right, all right, back to back to the question. The situation on the ground. What is it like right now at this moment? Are the streets empty like it's a zombie apocalypse? What's going on?
4: Well, there's still the so-called red zone in the downtown core, which means that you have to go through police checkpoints in order to be permitted to enter this segment of downtown that's adjacent to Parliament so I don't live there if I drive there I'm gonna get stopped by a police officer on foot and he or she will ask me what are you doing here and I need to provide some sort of answer that they arbitrarily and selectively approve of so there's uh, some grounds that are accepted immediately if you live there but they'll ask for proof they want to see your driver's license or some other ID showing your address but uh, that's what's going on there. In terms of the demonstration itself, that's been removed. There are no more trucks on parts of these downtown streets. Uh, There are some small ongoing demonstrations, just like uh, pedestrians holding signs, calling for freedom, singing the national anthem in a few parts outside that so-called red zone, but that's basically it.
2: Okay, is this whole freedom thing, freedom movement that we were all cheering for, is it, Is it dead, if we're being honest? Did Canada stomp this into the ground? I I saw the Emergencies Act is now passed officially and passed quite comfortably by the looks of things. Is this freedom movement gone and stomped?
4: No, no. In my view, it's not at all uh, gone or stomped. I think we should not be demoralized. Obviously, there was going to be a physical end to the demonstration. Trucks could not be out there indefinitely, and it was unlikely that a government like Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's cabinet would ever acquiesce. So what I feel is reinvigoration. I saw amazing things when I was there. Just by the way, just to give you some context, I spent easily over 100 hours there in total over the weeks that I was going there. I had you know, tons of conversations, easily spoke to over 100 people in depth about why they were there, what they were doing, observed all kinds of things. I saw Canadians doing amazing things for one another. I saw people living in the area volunteering and doing laundry for truckers and other demonstrators that had come from out of town. I saw people uh, giving food deliveries, diesel, uh, gasoline deliveries. I saw people singing the national anthem. I had never seen so many Canadian flags in my life. I saw people calling for freedom and liberty. It was beautiful. And those people didn't disappear. So they may have been removed from their physical demonstration, but we're seeing other demonstrations rise up in other large Canadian cities. I saw some headlines of similar things going on in the US. So this is far from over and we must not allow ourselves to become Discouraged and defeated, because that's, of course, what the machine wants us to feel.
2: Amen. All right. Look, there's an internet video going around. Oddly, social media doesn't want people to see it. They took it down. So we, of course, are going to play it in its entirety here. I'm going to play it. I want your reaction to it, Robert.
4: The young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau,
2: half of this government
4: are uh, actually young nobilities of the world we penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis.
2: Robert? Robert? I swear on my life, even setting the creepy music aside, this dude is like a Bond movie villain and he appears to be quite fond of Justin Trudeau.
4: Yeah, I learned recently that there's this sort of group of alumni who attended this sort of young leaders organization um, run by Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. Justin Trudeau is apparently one of those alumni and so are a bunch of other prominent politicians in Canada and in the English speaking world and um there's a lot to that video obviously people like klaus schwab those on the left those who thirst for sort of technocratic centralized overarching government pursue crises real or imagined or exaggerated to use as pretexts for government expansion and increased centralization of control and power and conversely erosion of individual freedom and COVID-19, this outbreak, this pandemic, is being used in that manner. It has since displaced what they call climate change or global warming as this sort of all-encompassing, comprehensive swallow up the individual enterprise.
2: Oh, man, that's creepy stuff. All right, Robert, come back soon, my brother. That was awesome. Thank you.
4: Cheers, brother. Bye
2: coming up next we have a former cia ops officer and he's a wealth of information you're going to want to hear that but first you have your eden pure thunderstorm yet you should look i get so many emails more than i can count every single day to my show and a bunch of them they're about eden pure jesse thanks best thing ever jesse i didn't believe you at first and look i don't I don't criticize you if you don't believe me, because when my buddy first told me about these, I didn't believe him. I've always had air purifiers. What's so special about this one? And then I really didn't believe him when I put it out of the box and it's just this little black thing. I'm used to the air purifiers being this tall tower, you know, it's just this little black thing. They're amazing. They're amazing. I don't even own allergy medication anymore. My house smells so good. I have one in my bedroom, one in my boys' room, one in my living area. Go and do likewise. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE. That saves you $200. I said that right. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, saves you 200 big ones. We'll be back.
5: So let's begin to... uh... So I'm going to begin to impose sanctions in response far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors?
2: Got a little... Got a little away from the teleprompter there, Joe. Joining me now, Brian Dean Wright, he's an opinion writer, former CIA ops officer. All right, setting aside the execution of that particular speech, Brian, what exactly, can you give us some specifics? What are we doing now that hurts Russia? How can we escalate that going forward? What is the plan if we actually choose to stick our noses in this?
5: Well, i think that that's the huge question that a bunch of us who have served in the intelligence community would like to know and those of us who've been to afghanistan and iraq who've lost friends we've lost arms and legs we'd like to know that not only for ourselves but people who are currently serving if we've retired and that really is what this comes down to is what is the goal what is the purpose and who's going to contribute to whatever that might be so you would think wouldn't you that Our European friends would be the first ones to be putting troops in the front lines. In fact, should they have been doing that for the last couple of weeks? But they haven't. Why? Because obviously they don't care enough. Because if they did, they would have already done it. So what I'm not seeing is a very clear strategic or even tactical set of justifications for what our role ought to be, other than the bumper sticker Hey, let's stand up for Ukraine freedom and democracy. I'm not sure if exactly the uh, our friends in Ukraine and Kiev fit the description of the democracy, of course they don't. So I'm not seeing the strategic goals laid out for the American people, I'm not seeing the tactical challenges ahead, the sacrifices ahead, because if Europe isn't willing to defend their own backyard, then why should we? So I haven't seen or heard the case for that.
2: God have mercy. That'll be a day I really do not want to be right. Uh, all right, let, let's let's set us aside for a moment. Europe. Obviously, Europe has quite a military history. Countries like France, as fun as they are to make fun of, actually has an outstanding military history. Fought like lions in World War I. I mean, really, really great stuff. But times have changed. There's been a huge drawdown there where we've handled most of the the heavy lifting as far as that goes let's take america out of it what are europe's capabilities compared to russia's capabilities
5: yeah you were bringing up perhaps the most important piece that i think your you folks who are listening and watching need to understand we're hearing a lot about sanctions let's sanction russia all right the issue is if you don't address the China angle on this, those sanctions will do virtually nothing, right? So we, we've seen with North Korea, they continue to flourish, uh, you know, build their nuclear weapons program because Beijing allows it. The extent to which Russia has a relationship with Beijing, then they're going to they're going to be able to escape all the, the consequences of those sanctions. So China is absolutely the linchpin here. So the question is, to what extent have Putin and Xi? The, the dictator of China, to what extent have they decided, hey, we need to carve up the world based on our leadership, not the US, not Europe, uh, it's a new day that has dawned. And so the question becomes, if, if Russia you know, pushes on the Western front and then China then has an opening to push into Taiwan and take it back, can we as the United States or Europe fight a, fight a two front war? And the answer is no. I mean, for Pete's sake,s the Europeans, won't even put their own troops in Ukraine to stop uh, Russia. So do we think that the United States after 20 years of fighting in Afghanistan, our folks are beat up, we've got garbage leadership, that we are somehow going to lead this fantastic fight uh, in the Pacific uh, again and, and Europe again ain't gonna happen. So as you have uh, and, and others have had repeatedly tried to ring the bell on, we're not ready for that fight. Uh, and in America, as again, you have been ringing the bell on, uh, they're gonna realize too late that we're not ready for it.
2: Oh, God have mercy, That'll be a day. I really do not want to be right. Uh, all right, let, let's let's set us aside for a moment. Europe. Obviously, Europe has quite a military history. Countries like France, as fun as they are to make fun of, actually has an outstanding military history. They fought like lions in World War One. I. I mean, really, really great stuff. But times have changed. There's been a huge draw down there where we've handled most of the the heavy lifting as far as that goes. Let's take America out of it. Yeah. What are Europe's capabilities compared
5: to Russia's capabilities? All right. So the, the headline here is minimal. Uh, so diving deeper into that, look, the special forces uh, folks in France and in the UK very very capable incredible incredible men who are amazing fighters we've seen that in other places in the world when they've fought alongside with us so th- the good news is there uh that they do have a very modest ability on a for very specific uh tasks right that the special forces can handle but in terms of a large land or air fight uh, europe doesn't have it they don't have the capability to 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 bring that fight to russia or any other adversary I mean, we, we have heard for the past 20 years, different presidents, most recently Trump, uh, and, and indeed I, I would imagine Biden's team has been saying it quietly, they have, that is to say, the Europeans have refused to build up their militaries. We have told them, and NATO commanders have told them, you got to build it up. Russia is a serious threat. You have to improve both your readiness and, and your equipment. And consistently, the Europeans have failed to do so. they refused to to do so. So now they have this massive problem that they have been warned about for 20 years and they have nothing to offer in terms of a strong military response. But is that our problem? That's that's really the question, isn't it? Should our taxpayers, should our young men and women in uniform be responsible for Europe's failures? I think the answer is no.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right, There was an interesting exchange, and I'm not smart enough to unpack what I'm looking at. So that's why we bring you here, Brian. Vladimir Putin had this exchange with his spy chief. I'm sure you've seen it. Watch it again and interpret this for me, because I'm having a hard time with what I'm seeing.
3: We can give our Western partners the last chance Uh, to offer them to force Kiev to choose the peaceful path and to implement the Minsk agreements. Otherwise, we have to make the decision we are discussing today. What do you mean, otherwise? You want us to start the negotiations? Or you want us to recognize the sovereignty? Just say it directly. I would support the suggestion about recognition. I will support or I am supporting. I am supporting. So yes or no, just say it. Yes, I am supporting the suggestion about making Donetsk and Lugansk people's republics. To make them part of the Russian Federation. We, that's not what we are talking about. That's not what we are discussing. We are talking about recognizing them as independent entities. Yes or no? Yes, I support the suggestion about recognizing their independence. Thank you. You can take your seat.
2: Okay, that was odd and tough to unpack with interpreters, and, and <laughs> it looked like Vladimir Putin stepped in and silenced his spy chief. Two people who were generally of one mind in one voice. What am I? What am I looking at there, Brian? I couldn't figure it out with the interpreter yeah. and everything else.
5: So uh, you may have just been watching a dead man uh, talking, uh, because That's what that I mean. clearly was supposed to be a choreographed moment where the spy chief was you know, gonna go on record by saying, yes, the president's correct when we need to do this collectively. And he stepped all over himself. Uh, and he, he actually brought a degree of embarrassment and shame upon uh, Putin. And that's not a good thing uh, if you are a Russian leader or someone I should say in his uh, his orbit. So <laughs> he's in big trouble, man. Um, so what was that ultimately about? I think what is happening inside of Russia right now, uh, those people who have doubts, concerns about Putin's strategy, uh, they're being brought out in public and embarrassed. To either follow along and do exactly what they're told, or they're removed. So uh, there may have been a degree these past number of weeks. This delay, there are lots of different reasons for it, I'm sure. But one of them could have been, based on this video, I'm suspecting there may be uh, this may be true, a, a a litmus test by his staff. Uh, or or looking at his staff and say, do you follow what the President Putin wants to do? Uh, And if not, there's going to be hell to pay. And I think that that's part of what you just saw was a litmus test, a loyalty test by Putin in front of the entire Russian people and indeed entire world. Brian Dean Wright,
2: that was awesome, brother. Please come back soon.
5: You got him. You will.
2: That was dynamite, man. All right. We have This Week in Wokeism coming up next, but first... Do you own a home? It is, I'll be full disclosure here. It's hard for me to adjust to a fully online world. I was, I mean, I'm 40. I'm basically the last of the generations where we didn't grow up online. The internet was the little AOL disc. You remember that you put it in and it was a geek, It took an hour to load up a picture or something like that. That was really my only memories of the internet as a kid. So it's hard for me to adjust to the fact that my home title is even online. Let alone all these cyber criminals are out there looking for it. What are they going to do with it? They're going to steal my house? No. They hack into it. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan or several loans out against it, and you have to pay that loan back. Or you get evicted. People are getting evicted from this. It's a major crime right now. Go to hometitlelock.com and sign up so it doesn't happen to you. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down immediately.
3: hometitlelock.com. We'll be back. All right. It's time for
2: this week in Wokeism. And I want to explain something before I get to a couple quick clips for you here. It is important to understand who is teaching your kids. And it is important to get perverted filth out of the schools because the teachers do not view that as separate from their curriculum they very much view it as part of their curriculum don't believe me well take a gander at this one
1: the goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of come to school and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are and i use the idea that this is like superman changing in a phone booth but that idea actually goes a lot further than that because superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal-El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be
2: the superheroes that we know they are. We really need to bring back penal colonies. I mean, islands out in the middle of the ocean where we drop people. We we do, We, we need to bring them back. There's no other solution at this point in time. And I'm glad parents are awake I'm glad they're starting to be awake i guess i should say they're starting to be aware of the filth in these schools not only perverted filth like that they're starting to be aware that all these teachers mask here tape the mask on your face go hide in the closet little billy they're starting to be aware that all these teachers are a bunch of liars and hypocrites god love this mom who showed up and went scorched earth on the school board
3: We sat here last year and listened to you guys preach to us about Governor Northam's executive orders and how we must follow them. You guys remember that? We do. So here's the governor that comes into office, but yet you don't want to follow his orders. Why is that? Why is it different from the last year when we were here to this year? Two different governors, two different political parties. So we were supposed to follow it last year, but not this year. Miss Cass, you also yelled at me the last time I was here for taking off my mask. But here's a picture of you right here on Facebook with a crowd of people. That's it. With no mask on. Uh, This is my time and I don't interrupt you. Here's another picture with you with a no mask on. I'm sorry, Miss Vaught, you are done. If you are going to sit there and
1: disparage a member of our school board, then you can sit down. If you have something effective to say,
3: I, have facts and truth on I am
1: not going to sit here.
3: This isn't about you anymore. It's about can we have a
1: police officer, please? Really? Are yes. I, no, I'm not scared. I don't care. I would like you, you to either talk about, you sure. talk about something. You oh, can talk about something that, oh, that oh, concerns oh, our
5: school board. Is there something about our students you would like to talk about? Then talk about our students.
3: You're taking up my
5: time. Can you please ask Ms. Faw to leave? Thank you.
2: I love that woman. I love that woman. Cop rolls up behind her, too, doesn't do anything, and she's all, I don't know what you're doing here. It's my time. That's it. Go after these school boards. Go after them like the scum they are. Run for every single school board seat. Everyone, take it back from them. All right. Now, just look, do all that, but don't have any damaging information on the Clinton family. We have a special. This Friday, we have a special. You got to be a first TV supporter to watch it. And it's on the Clintons. It's on Hillary. You see, you don't realize how much of what you're seeing today ties directly back to the Clintons. You're going to want to watch it. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up, and you'll be able to watch it on Friday when it comes out. We'll be back. All right, it is time to lighten the mood. And I need to clear a couple things up out there right now. I know as soon as you get done watching I'm Right every single night, I know you sit around and you worry about me. Is Jesse being well taken care of? I want to make sure everything's fine for Jesse. And I understand that. I'm sure you guys sit around and pray for me every single night. So I need to address something about that. And on top of that, I said a couple things. This is the second part of this. I've been accused time and again of having an immature diet, eating like a child. Somebody accused me yesterday of eating like a stoner. Okay so i thought in order to address all this whether or not i'm taken care of how healthy i actually eat i thought it would be appropriate to take a little video on my phone of the new studio they built us this new fancy studio here at the first we got all our own stuff and let's just say we are well taken care of first there's our dartboard that I have something to do next this is the kitchen. As you notice, the dishes are starting to pile up. We don't have any women here, so that's probably gonna be a problem in the future. The fridge, we have a gallon of ranch, some, some beers, uh, plenty of sauces, what's your fridge without a sauce? Beef sticks, freezer, pizza rolls, pizza bagels. Of course, Chris is here. Fried chicken, egg rolls, the works, basically everything you need. Let's move on over here. We have, wanna stay healthy, we got Flintstone vitamins. All kinds of Little Debbie and Hostess products just based on whatever we need. I'm not a big popcorn guy, but five hour energy depending on how late the night before was. Plenty of chips. We of course have some weirdo freak, I think it's Chris drinks this Topo Chico like he's a middle-aged woman and some Reese's stuff, and there, not stoner food, health food. Let's just say we're in top shape around here. I'll see you tomorrow. more details.